Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. We're back with another exciting episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and once again, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Adam B. Carlson. They brought me back again. I keep telling them they, they must be sending the invites to the wrong email, but I keep clicking them and coming on in and hanging out. So I'm going to keep doing it until they stop sending. <laughs> We're a package deal. We come together. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, be forewarned. It's, uh, it's, it's one of my high points, actually, Adam. I really, like, I wish people could see what we do, see how this all works before we do the podcast because we talk before we do the podcast. And so we've actually been chatting for like over an hour and a half, just about yeah, random stuff. a lot. And then we do the podcast. So by the time you get the podcast, like maybe we should do the podcast first and then we'd have different energy. But I feel like we, like, it, it's like a buildup. Like by the time we get to the part, like we either are really excited about the podcast or we really can't stand talking to each other anymore. So we just want to get it over with. I haven't figured out which one it is yet, but whatever we're doing, it seems to be working. Yeah, it seems effective, and, and I enjoy talking to you, and I love talking about The Walking Dead, so honestly, this is a win-win for me. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, fun fact, Adam and I have been working together for, I think, four years now. It's going to be, yeah, four Has years. Has it been that long? Yeah, I, start, I started in 2016, so. Holy cannoli. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going on four years, I think, in October, and it wasn't until we started doing the podcast that Adam and I actually started talking to each other and thanks to the wonders of zoom like we actually can talk face to face so it's kind of cool because we're, we're in very different parts of the country so that's true you know so it, I, and i honestly i hope that our podcast i mean you know that we're fans of the walking dead as much as, as our listeners are so you know it's bringing us all together not to be sappy and sentimental but that's what we're hoping for is that you're getting as much out of it as we are well, I love the episodes with the celebrities that you come bring in, the cast members, the directors, and everything. There's just something about having two fans of The Walking Dead sitting down talking about the show that I think relates so well to the other fans of the show. And I mean, I may not be as handsome as Johnny O'Dell or as popular as Julian or some of the other guests that we've had on the show, but... I think that we can have a nice conversation about a lot of things in the Walking Dead family. And I think today we should do a little bit more of that. Yeah, I, I am right there with you. And um, before we get into our main discussion, which I think we're really excited about because we, we were able to get a little interactive this week. Um, I just wanted to mention that right before the podcast, before we started talking, um, I got an email from AMC and they sent the first two episodes of World Beyond to the media so now I've, I've actually already seen the pilot because they sent that to us back in april 
but now I have the second episode. So I get to find out what happened. And I am so excited to see what happened because, oh, when you see that first episode and you heard Johnny say it too. So I'm not the only one. And I, I think Julian saw it too. And he said it, this, it when you see it, it's going to blow your mind. And for Walking Dead fans, like this is, this is really going to be a big, a big important piece of the puzzle and i cannot wait for people to see it but unfortunately i can't talk about whatever it is that i'm going to see because i'm going to watch that as soon as i get done with the podcast can't talk about it until september 21st unfortunately so that's when my official review will be published on undeadwalking.com now i have only seen the trailer and the previews and i don't really know what to expect of the show it seems like it is sort of geared at a little bit of a younger audience but that might be okay just to give it a little bit of a different tone compared to The Walking Dead, which has an older cast and is more familiar, and compared to the cast of Fear of the Walking Dead, which is a wide variety of different characters trying to survive together and promote positivity and togetherness. And I'm interested to see what this show is going to be about and how they're going to be able to focus it and keep it with The Walking Dead feel, but give it its own unique flavor and i think that's going to be part of the challenge and a lot of the fun of world beyond oh definitely definitely you know and, and i think there's there's two things that really stand out um you know the first one is perspective and the young perspective or, or a different perspective i should say is is so key because we've had the same perspectives on fear the walking dead and the walking dead for so long that i think having a fresh set of eyes is always interesting so that's going to be something that really brings something new and fresh to, to a world that we're, we're very familiar with. It's the same world, the same rules apply. It's the same situation everywhere, as, as far as we can tell, because we haven't really been outside the United States and Mexico yet. But right. everything is basically the same. But then there's also this other layer to it, because people rightfully keep using the word young to describe this this show um and that's true but when you think about some of the the craziest episodes of the walking dead and even fear the walking dead but the walking dead primarily some of the craziest most most intense episodes have had young people in them think of, think of think of the grove that one stands out right away i mean <laughs> that's one of the darkest episodes we've ever seen. Um, I can't remember the episode, the episode title, but I mean, look at, look at Carl putting Lori down at the prison. Like, yeah, you know, some of the darkest material has come through the mega horde of Alexandria with the, the um, Anderson kid and Carl and all that. That was a major, major scene. Uh, we've yeah. even seen it over on Fear the Walking Dead with uh, some of the scenes with Chris doing things that you would not have expected from Chris. And it's oh, just yeah. interesting and fun to see these younger actors coming on a show full of actors who are well-established mm -hmm. and trying to raise the bar for some of these scenes, put forth their best performances. And the, so far, most of the younger cast members have really shined when working with the experienced actors. So uh, I got I still got to praise AMC for their ability to cast on this show because they don't miss too many shots when they do their casting. It's, it's mostly wins. 
Oh, absolutely. By absolutely. a wide margin. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what people, when, if people will give world beyond a chance and look at it as a piece of a larger puzzle, I think, Thing, you know, and it's only two seasons. It's not like it's going to go on forever. So, if you look <laughs> yeah, you at don't got to invest too much in it, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. I Even mean, if it's bad, it's only two seasons. You can do it. I mean, there's there's <laughs> definitely that. <laughs> there is definitely that. Um, you know, and, and then on the flip side of that, I think that you know, I, I don't think we're going to see this is the end of these characters either. I don't think we're going to get to the end of of the second season and be like, okay, we're never going to see these people again. And, and everybody's dead. Yeah, like you're not going to invest <laughs> that much time and then kill everybody. I, I certainly hope not. But, um, you know, I think that there is something to be said about that because it is, uh, you know, I, I think people people tend to, to be a little suspicious of new things. But, you know, Angela Kang can't say enough about Matt Negretti, who's the showrunner on World Beyond. They're in really good hands. And, um, yeah, so I'm... I might, I, I might be able to get away with a couple of emojis or a few choice words tonight after watching it. So uh, keep an eye on things and, you know, I might now, be able to hint. I know but, you can't really talk about it, but I, since I know nothing about it, I can. Yes. So what I'm true. interested about in, with World Beyond is in my head, the show is going to start with the same timeline as the walking dead and fear the walking dead. But I know that that might not be the case. Now, if world beyond starts behind the walking dead, maybe even back at when Jadis and the trash people were doing their exchanges, the helicopter, and we can kind of link the helicopter to world beyond. We might be able to see some nods to the episodes then for what's happening and how those can tie into the future. So there's a lot to learn from World Beyond to even know what to expect from it, and even like little Easter eggs that we can search for maybe on both shows, especially since we've seen a little bit of the CRM stuff over on Fear the Walking Dead. So we know we might get a little bit of action from that timeline with that relationship that's going on over there. We might get to see some of the action from the scavengers over on The Walking Dead, or we might just get to see what's going on right now and have that be told in a way that can give us some information about the past or feed into the future. So I guess for me, I've seen enough of the characters and the actors to know that I think that's going to be solid. Mm-hmm. So and- the cast I'm good with, the, the, I'm just curious about the setting whether it's going to be where the timeline sits and how the timeline's going to interact with the other timelines. That's where it's going to be fun for me. Well, since I've only seen the pilot, I feel like I can say with, um, with certainty, because when I, when I was on set, we didn't, they didn't answer any of those questions. So I'm not, I don't think I'm giving anything away here, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to step outside of the show and put my hat on as a fan of the show and, and the universe and, and think about the, the larger implications. Originally, so this show shoots, it was filming in the fall because I was there in November. It was supposed to air in April, right? 
Right. So we were supposed to get the first 10 episodes in April. And then they would have started filming again this fall. And then with next April, assuming that they do the same thing, we would have had 10 more episodes and that would have finished it up, right? Right. Well, if we hadn't been hit with the, the pandemic, the Rick Grimes movie would have been in production right around now, right? Right. And it probably would have been ready after World Beyond Season 2 aired. Right. So that's what I look at as being really interesting. So I, I, I don't know what the tie... The only thing I So you're know, looking at the end of the timeline as far as how that might feed into the Rick Grimes stuff. And I'm kind of curious about the beginning of the timeline for World Beyond. And that entire placement of this series is going to mm-hmm. tell a lot as to how this is all going to tie in because right now I am very curious about that, but I am also willing to be patient and let them tell me the story at the same time. I can still wonder. Right. Right. And you know, the one thing, the one thing I will say, cause I think it's, I think it's, it's something that you know, whether you're a fan of all the shows, everything, just one show over the other, if you feel like you've been burned by one show or the other, one thing that I really like having only seen one episode is that it is very complete. You don't get the sense that there are loose ends. You know, it it opens up the story in the way that you would want a pilot episode to do that, but it also doesn't leave you hanging to the point where you can say like, I don't, there's too much going on here. It's not like an X-Files thing where lost where you're just like, what the hell is happening? And there's too much. And so I, I feel like it does a really good job setting those things up. And I think that's going to be um, really key to keep the writing really tight for 10 episodes each season and really make sure that every moment makes a big difference in that. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it before that, that fear, uh, fear season four and season five probably went on way longer than they needed to in terms of building the right. story up. But I think that, you don't have that luxury with a show where you know you're only going to have two seasons, 20 episodes, and you have to set something up. And I, I sincerely believe that there is a very big reason why both shows, Walking Dead and Fear, both have helicopters with the same symbols on them. And everybody's been waiting and wondering what the, the connection is. And then here comes a trailer for World Beyond. And lo and behold, they're not pulling any punches. They're not like, was that a helicopter flying in the background? Like, what did that? No, they landed the damn helicopter and the people got out. Like, this is this is a huge, huge moment because yeah. now all the pieces are going to come together. And that's what I think is really exciting. And that's why I think the timing, I think you have a really good point because that could open up some really cool possibilities. But I also think it's going to open up some possibilities on the back end also about, you know, what this sets up for the larger universe and how it it kind of ties everything together. Absolutely. It's a lot to look forward to, and I'm glad it's coming. I feel like we're going to get a lot of Walking Dead coming in October, and I don't know if I'm ready for that much Walking Dead at once, but I'm going to do my best to keep up with all of it. Oh, yeah. We We might have to do this every day in October just because there's going to be so much content. We're going to be so sick of each other that <laughs> if we, if we're being polite right now, <laughs> by the time we get to at the end of October, we're just going to be like a bitter old couple being like, I don't even want to talk to you right now about this. Like, what are you even saying? 
All I know is that if I don't think that Fear the Walking Dead gets much better from this point, we're going to have some some pretty uh, interesting conversations. And you know what? I think I think that'll be really fun. And uh, <laughs> I, I I I'm not I'm not rude that because that that sounds like I'm rooting against the show. I'm rooting for the show because I really want to hear the other side of that. But it might not get there right away. So you know we'll have some we're going to have some conversations regardless, and it's going to be fun because I think we represent a large majority of fans in terms of the different things that we like and don't like. So absolutely it'll be interesting. So, so yeah, so I did, I did, I did want to just drop that out there that, that we're getting close to stuff because they're sending us screeners. So um, I don't think they've ever sent them this early. So that's, that's really kind of shocking that we got them this soon, but Hey, we'll take it. I, I will absolutely take it. And if they want to send some fear, the walking dead episodes my way, I would love that too. I, I do not, I will say, I do not expect that we're going to see a screener for 1016 anytime soon, because that is going to be the closest guarded secret, um, probably in AMC history. <laughs> at this rate right right and and i actually don't think it's ready so that's that's my other pull up my other theory is that we didn't get more footage because it's not actually done yet but that's just me with my tinfoil hat saying i don't think <laughs> it's ready yet <laughs> so but when so, it yeah. is i'll be ready yes yes counting down the weeks and it's only weeks. It's not that long. It's just, no. it feels like it's longer because every day is about five days. Like pandemic time is very different. It's true. The timeline has moved, has changed. And I feel kind of like we're in The Walking Dead because I always wonder what that would be like to not have days and time anymore. Like that freaks me out. And I think more than anything, like you don't know what month it is. You don't know what day it is. Like, <laughs> And it doesn't you know, even matter. No. And you can just make stuff up. Like, what day is it? Oh, it's hippopotamus. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, next hippopotamus. Unless Big Brother's on, then it matters. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my uh, non-Walking Dead obsession right now. So I'm, I'm sorry for the people that don't watch Big Brother, but that's, that's, that's my other vice right now. Oh, well, yeah. That, but you know what? If you're not watching Big Brother, like that show is so Walking Dead <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> Oh it my is. God. I mean, you've got saviors. You've got, oh, you've got so many different personalities. And this is the all-star season, people. Like, if you're not watching And you got this, the groups like, going up against each other and oh, trying yeah. to recruit and get numbers. And oh, it's, 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 yeah. Setting up the all-out war. Like, oh, it's, it's the parallels. <laughs> the parallels are there. Oh, you need to, you need to be watching it if you're not watching it. <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly don't know why you're not overriding on because fan site. It does have a Big Brother do. site, and I feel like you could be writing over there. So could I, because my mom watches the live feeds all day. So, you know, it's twenty four seven in our house. It's good stuff. It is good stuff, just like the <laughs> Walking Dead. And and since we can't have Walking Dead right now, we've got Big Brother. So. At least we have some but at least season 10 of the walking dead was some pretty good stuff so far absolutely absolutely there there were some you know i i think uh i think the high points definitely outweighed the low points and i would be hard pressed to even find a low point off the top of my head i'd have to really think about it but i think you know now, what i i feel like we need to talk about happy things i know a lot of fans left the walking dead 
uh, when Carl died or when Glenn and Abraham died or when Rick left the show. And I completely understand you're more than, you know, your decision to leave the show is your decision. If you're done watching it, that's cool. But I do kind of feel bad for those that left because season nine and 10 of the walking dead have really helped to bring me back in as a fan. It rejuvenated my, my passion for the show. And I think a lot of that had to not only do with the creative choices from up top, but some of the, some of the actors and the cast members that have really stepped up in the absence of those other characters. And uh, for me, that's been kind of the highlight of season nine and 10. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's also a testament to uh, the really incredible writers who have just created these stories that elevate the actors and give them room to really do what they do best. And we've seen some of the best, I think some of the best character work in recent years because of that. Now, I've said multiple times on Twitter that my favorite part of the Walking Dead comic books storyline is the Whisperer War. And so far, the Whisperer War has absolutely knocked it out of the park. I know so many people that love All Out War between the Saviors and them, but I thought that got kind of stale in the comic books. And I also thought it got a little stale on AMC. It, It just... It didn't pack the kind of punch that the Whisperers did. And well... AMC had to make a lot of changes in regards to like the Lydia and Carl relationship, uh, the stuff going on with Negan and Rick during the Whisperer War, and even the stuff going on with uh, uh, Sherry and Rick. A lot of those kind of situations had to be changed dramatically. And AMC has been able to make some adjustments without pulling a lot of the punches. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of that kind of firepower because there are plot lines that are left to talk about on the whisperer war. It's not quite done yet. And there are going to be ripple effects from all of this. And honestly, the way I was so passionate about the comics, I've become passionate about the whisperer war on TV and it's just a great time to be a fan to watch all this play out right now. Oh yeah. I mean, you know that it's, it's really good when you have people praising i mean it, it, it it's not surprising that people are praising samantha morton and, <laughs> and they're praising um ryan hurst for their performances it's not surprising at all and thor birch she did a great job too absolutely but what's interesting is that despite everything that those characters have done people have been really like almost bittersweet about have knowing that that's going to come to an end you know, yeah. like these people killed a whole bunch of people and they're like, but I'm really sad to see them go because I don't want them to go. You know, and it is like they have to go or else this isn't going to it's not going to end well for everybody. Well, like but, you said, we've already seen some really lot. talented cast members go. Oh, yeah, we have uh, seeing uh, Samantha Morton go was quite hard because she did a fantastic job. Uh, Thora Birch, she came on. She did a fantastic job as well. Uh, Juan Javier Cardenas uh, did a wonderful job as Dante because you didn't know whether to love him or hate him. And Mm -hmm. the character was just so over the top in so many ways, but yet grounded and you wanted to like him, but you didn't know if you should. Uh, Another one that I thought did really well was uh, Juliet Brett as Francis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mary's sister uh, Mm -hmm. being so conflicted about her kid and her sister and the whispers and 
the the whole whisper thing has been amazing so far. So I know that I've been praising it a lot, but I, it's just because I love it so much. Well, it's hard. I mean, despite the fact that it's really hard to watch some of the scenes and, and some of the things that happened to characters that we had to say goodbye to as a result of, of the whisperers, um, you know, some of the best moments of The Walking Dead have been moments where we've lost characters at the hands of really amazing performances. Right. So, it you know, we're, we're kind of like, I don't know if that makes us gluttons for punishment or what, but like we kind of like we've become conditioned to it i mean i know people who will not watch the scene in the clearing with negan and the lineup but if you go back like the nice thing was is we were able to kind of go back and watch that scene again with michonne and and that kind of butterfly effect of like what if he had been there and seeing it through her eyes like it was great to be able to kind of go back in and and appreciate that scene for how crazy and and powerful it was because that was an amazing like it it was an amazing scene it was horribly heartbreaking and and hard to watch if if you're squeamish at all but it was a great scene and with some great performances and so it so season 10 gave us the ability to go back and look at that and that was that was such a fun moment yeah, even some supporting cast members, uh, Lindsley Register, who plays Laura, was kind of a fan favorite along the way because even though she didn't get a ton of time on camera, when she was on camera, fans took notice. Right, right. And her death was a bit of a surprising one and questionable one because it left you wondering if she was dead. But then they confirmed that with the burial. And honestly, I I think that killing off a lot of the former saviors is a bit of a mistake because it kind of erases everything that done with the, that was done with the saviors in some ways. And a lot of that tension is kind of disappearing. But for now, you got to kind of just accept what it's doing. But that, that's one another reason why I, I kind of had trouble with uh, Sasha and Tyrese when they were killed off because it erased a lot of what was going on back in the prison you felt like the, those days from the prison were kind of over with. And the only reason, the, the well, I guess not reason, but seeing Daryl and Carol holding on from season one, and that's it, you know, it's from for The Walking Dead anyway. Over on Fear, we still have Morgan, but on seeing those two holding down for season one, the past is kind of changing a lot. And they're introducing a lot of characters. We're seeing a lot of turnover. And that could be hard for a lot of fans that really enjoyed the earlier seasons. But I think that they've done a really good job casting. And if we can keep patient and let characters like uh, Magna and Yumiko and Luke continue to develop and become part, a, a f- part of the family that you enjoy watching every week, I think the show can continue on and with that kind, same kind of familiarity and passion, uh, maybe not with the exact same characters because we'll never have another Abraham, I don't think. Right. As, as much as I loved Abraham, uh, we're, we're probably not going to see another character like Abraham. But yeah. we, we do have a Connie, and I think Connie's pretty awesome. We've got a Kelly, and Kelly's pretty darn neat. And I want to see where these characters can go now. Well, and that's, I mean, it's it's there are people, and I, I think I fall into that camp, there are people who were, it's hard to say because it's, it's a very controversial opinion, but 
we've had some of these great performances because Rick Grimes is no longer on the show. It's true. So much of the focus was on Rick Grimes and his story. And, you know, I, maybe in the future, one of our episodes, we should, we should talk about like that ripple effect, that butterfly effect that, you know, of, of where we would be right now if Rick was there, because I think it would still be very Rick centric and, I'll save that for the future then because I do have quite a bit to talk about on that topic. Yes, let's write that down because I think that's, (laughs) but you know, it's true because you don't, you don't get to, you really, this season, really get to see some amazing moments and these, these incredible performances. Like, I mean, for me, I think one of the, one of my favorite, I mean, and I have several, several favorite moments, um, performances of, from season 10, but and I think back to Kelly in the car with, with Carol and she's basically telling Carol, like, I don't blame you for what happened. Like what happened happened, but I also know you're a badass and you need to get back in the game. And I want to see that. And like, I admire you even like, even though she was involved in what happened, whatever happened to Connie that was a crazy performance like that. I mean, that was, that was a moment where you're just like, wow, like there was a lot of power in that little, like you didn't expect it because it it was just this little moment and you don't really expect it to be as powerful as it was, but man, that hit me. That one hit me hard. For me, uh, I know that there've been so many great performances through season 10. Uh, Samantha Morton, of course, I thought deserved an Emmy nod for her her work on the show because it was just fantastic. Um, I will admit I've never really been a big Daryl fan, but he stepped up in season 10 when there was that opening in the leadership role, and he's actually becoming a bit more of a dynamic character now rather than being just a, a side character or the right-hand man, and that's exactly what that character needed because he, he was being underutilized while getting a lot of screen time still but he wasn't making his own decisions. He wasn't doing his own thing. And now we're seeing a Daryl that's taking leadership, looking after people, uh, being part of the team. And that is a completely different Daryl than we've seen in the past. And I'm excited for that. But uh, the biggest, the best performance that I saw from this season came from Kari Payton as Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel had so many ups and downs in season 10. Uh, his love for Carol, his desire to let her explore herself and do what she needs to do uh his illness uh his moments of absolute joy like we saw when he was in the town and saw the the weird walker displays throughout the windows and cars and the moments of complete just disappointment of not being able to know that he's not the king anymore and that he doesn't even know if he wants to be a leader and the the complexity of Ezekiel's character right now would be hard for a lot of actors to play. And the way Kari Payton has handled it and has a let, has let that translate to the screen has been just amazing. Oh, absolutely. No question. And yeah, you know, one of the, I, I think, you know, in, in his performance, you saw a lot of, he was really being impacted by the, the emotions that he was sorting through. I mean, he lost his son after promising that he'd keep the brothers safe, he lost Henry and then he previously lost uh, Benjamin. So, you know, that's weighing so heavily on him. He lost his wife. He lost his tiger. He lost his kingdom. He lost, I mean, this is a man who's just lost everything. And now he's got this lump in his neck and he doesn't know if that's going to kill him or if, you know, something else is going to kill him. I mean, 
that was such a powerful, powerful moment. And it, it reminds me of, you know, so one of the other themes of the season was dealing with mental health. And I think that two of the most amazing performances in my book would be Avi Nash uh, for, yes. you know, as Sadiq, like, you know, battling those demons of, you know, having to witness all of his friends being killed. And then later on, um, Ryan Hurst, as he was sorting through kind of his emotions after Alpha died, so carrying around Alpha's head <laughs> and going on this, this kind of soul-seeking mission to figure out who he is as the new leader of the Whispers. I mean, those were two amazing, amazing performances, and we'll, we'll get to continue to see Ryan Hurst, but um, man, that, that every, every episode with Sadiq in, in, season, in, in season 10 was just yeah it was incredible it was a treasure it absolutely was uh, we did see a little bit of inconsistency though i as much as i love father gabriel's character uh seeing him move away from a lot of the peaceful togetherness stuff to having insane moments of rage has really showcased a bit of the both ends of gabriel's character and i'm not sure where it's going to end up because there is that side of him that we know that we know exists now where he can let his his feelings just absolutely blow up and have big impact on everything going on around him and there are those situations where he might be that peaceful person who wants to make sure that everybody's on the same page and and everything so uh, i i think gabriel took maybe a little bit of a step back this season and i'd like to see him step back forward and be a little bit more of a consistent character going forward. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, shout out to Seth Gilliam for that, because that was, you know, the poor guy was blamed, you know, for leaving the cell open and, you know, he got a lot of heat for, for some of Gabriel's decisions in the past few seasons. And um, yes, so it was kind of nice to see him finally unleash. But as you say, it was kind of a weird moment because that wasn't in his character at all. And it really makes you wonder where that's coming from. I mean, is it to please Rosita? Is it to, um, you know, is, does he have some stuff that he's sorting out in his head? Like, is, is, is he okay? Um, you know, because it's it just point, pent up aggression at this point that has always been inside of him. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, granted, you know, everybody at this point has blood on their hands. Like, everybody. Judith has blood on her hands. Like, everybody yeah. has blood. So, and that's what makes it such an interesting show. For future episode, we need to talk about all the gray areas in The Walking Dead because that's always, that one just, it's so intriguing. Like, how do you, who's good and who's evil in a world where everybody has done horrible things, <laughs> not just to walkers, but to other people? That's a fun one to talk about. But Gabriel really represents that because here's someone who was so racked by his guilt that he had turned away his flock and locked them out of the church and yeah. all these people died. And so he had, I mean, that, that's a, that's a huge head case. Like that messes with you. And then you have, you know, the, fast forward to season 10 and he's killing a guy because he's just really angry, but yeah. he like, he should have been angry all along. And this is kind of like, he had that, you know, you think back to season nine when he was stuck in that, that, rent that storage unit with Negan you know yeah. he's taking Negan's confession and he's scared to death and he doesn't know what's going on and you know, I mean he's like he is he's he's been through this weird arc and you wonder where he's gonna go 
and I wouldn't have pegged him to arrive at this moment, which makes me no. wonder what his future looks like. Because we're getting into some weird territory, and, and God knows, um, no pun intended, but God knows that uh, people are going to die because we, we always lose people on the show. And um, we do. You know, I think people have had him on their bingo cards for a while now that, you know, something is going to happen to Father Gabriel sooner rather than later. But then again, you never know. You know, Christian Serratos is going over to uh, another show and that's been highly publicized. And even though that doesn't mean anything in the general scheme of things, because everybody's on something else these days. um, So that doesn't really mean anything anymore. But it does make you wonder you have you know these two characters who are so tied together who have had amazing performances in season 10 and something's got to give i mean what that is i don't know but something's going to sure give <laughs> something's going to happen and, and i feel like i feel like one of them isn't going to make it just because it doesn't make any sense like they don't in, let in relationships stay together too long in the walking dead they really don't yeah, and, and Walking Dead logic is that you never have two people at this stage able to continue what they have. It just it just doesn't seem to work. Now we talked about a lot of our favorite characters and actors from the season dead the season ten of The Walking Dead. But we also asked some of the people on Twitter what their favorites were and we got some pretty cool answers. Yeah, yeah, because you know, as we say, we do want to hear from you and we were really excited that we could throw out a question and get some feedback, you know, that quickly um, before we got onto this. Uh, it actually wasn't quickly because I said, hey, we're going to be doing this podcast at one o'clock and now it's significantly later than three o'clock, than <laughs> one o'clock. Right. And, um, but we're still getting we're still getting responses. So that's that's cool. But uh, but yeah, you know, we always we always want want comments and stuff. And so um, Adam and I both are looking at our Twitter feeds right now and and um you know, I think I think overwhelmingly, we just have to kind of shout out that you know people loved Samantha Morton across the board, and Samantha Morton and Melissa McBride getting a ton of love. Absolutely, and especially look at the flowers. That one came up several times um, because I mean, what a great performance for both Samantha Morton, who had been killed off at that point. I mean, everybody was kind of freaked out that you know Alpha was dead. And then she comes back as a ghost or a figment of Carol's imagination. And Melissa McBride gets to also have some mental health kind of breakdowns and, and issues. And, you know, she's dealing with a lot. And then she ends up conjuring, like her conscience comes back as her biggest enemy. And she talks to her like, what a great, what a great episode. One of the surprising things I saw was a lot of love for the villains. Yeah. the Walking Dead always has had a nice fascination in its fandom for the villains, whether it was uh, the charisma of the governor or uh, just the way that uh, Negan carries himself or even uh, for a while, the hatred that people felt for Don Lerner back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the, the the villains have always been able to have a strong feeling towards them because I remember how creepy Gareth was at Terminus and how that pulled off so nice. That episode will never like I I will stand by. That is one of my top 
but I, I people can't watch the, the the thing with Negan. I can't watch that scene with the trough and oh yeah, Robin Lord Taylor. Oh my God, that that bothers me on so many levels. <laughs> oh, but we got a lot more love here too. Yeah. Uh, Denai Guerrero got a lot of love from from fans here. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Cassidy McClancy, just so many really cool actors and cast members getting shouts out shout outs here on twitter yeah and they yeah. deserve it because i thought both season nine and season 10 have been fantastically acted uh the scripts have allowed these actors to show off really deep performances and be able to draw in the audience based on them so uh congratulations to the entire cast and crew of the walking dead for pulling off something so amazing and now we're left to look forward to season 10 episode 16 and it's not too far off. No, it's it's absolutely true. And um, you know, I think what stands out to me too is it's some of the pairings. Like people, not only wanted to give shout outs to specific performances, like uh, Tracy Streeter one on Twitter said, um, you know, Denai Guerrero in her last episode did some brilliant work, which I think we all agree with. But yeah. she also mentioned that um, Norman Reedus and Jeffrey Dean Morgan had some great stuff. Um, Neva come. Cunningham, who writes with us, uh, she was talking about uh, Samantha Morton and Melissa McBride. And then, you know, there was also a, a couple of mentions of, you know, the, the Daryl and Negan scenes and the beta and, and Daryl scenes and the beta and Negan scenes. Like, so people were appreciating, like, not only singular performances, but these, these pairings. I mean, I think the one, the jaw-dropping moment for me was when Negan tossed Alpha's head to Carol. I mean, nobody saw that yeah. come. Well, I saw it coming because I wrote about it in November, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but it, I didn't I didn't see that quite. I just said she opened the door, but I didn't say that. I had no idea. That was didn't see all that happened. coming, huh? I did not see all that coming, but it, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. And actually, I would love to see more of that. So like a lot of these, I would love to see. Um, I'd love to see that. And I, I actually... <laughs> Because we all last week we were talking about your sex article, which is right. still something that I can't, you know. There's, there's, we worked it's it in. Gonna I, be I, there. I didn't mean to do that, but it's always gonna have to come into our podcast. <laughs> but so last week we were talking about Adam's sex article, which if you haven't heard that conversation, you have to go back and check it out. Um, but I'm actually, I started writing an article today about things I want to see from Negan in the season finale. And from that, I was talking to someone on Twitter and I said, hey, I think I'm going to write a new article. And so I'm actually writing one. I'm in the middle of it. I stopped to do the podcast and I'm going to go back to it. But I, I really think that because I liked seeing Daryl and Negan together, just because they're not friends, as much as I would love to see Daryl and or I would love to see Negan and Carol fighting together, because I think they would be great, like a great pair working together. I think right. that would be a really fun thing to see, but I would actually like to see like if, if somebody has to kill Negan or if, yeah, if somebody has to kill Beta, I think the consensus is that it's going to be Daryl, but I would love to see Daryl and Negan work together to kill Beta. And I think that would be a really fun to see, fun to see the three of them doing that to get like all of that coming together with those three actors. I think that would be well, one thing we know is that it's got to change from the comics. Yeah, that's because true. Because the way it happened in the comics can't happen anymore. Right, right. So uh, that's, we're, we're, that's something's going to change. Yeah. Things are going to change. The comic books don't always dictate what happens on the AMC show. We've definitely learned that through these 10 seasons. 
Yeah. And I, you know, and, and I know, you know, we don't, we don't have any clue. Adam and I have no information on any of this, but I did see someone talking on Twitter today and I don't know why I, I wasn't able to figure out where it came from, but somebody was saying that the whispers are actually going to last until season 11. I don't know about that, but given how much is, you know, people are enjoying this, like I could, I could see it. Like I could see keeping some of the remnants of the whispers around just as we kept the saviors around for, you know, beyond all out war. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know what, if there's any truth to it. I just saw someone talking about it and I was like, that's interesting because the, the book hasn't been written yet. Anything could happen. True. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's all I had, but I, you know, I, I think, uh, Hopefully we'll get some, we'll be able to get some more comments from people next week and, and be able to, um, you know, bring your comments into the show. I think that's always fun. And uh, speaking of which, uh, I do want to say that uh, this Sunday, so this, this is our Wednesday podcast. So Sunday, I will have an interview with Alexa Nysenson, who plays Charlie on Fear the Walking Dead. And if you have any questions, we're talking on Wednesday afternoon. So um, you still might be able to get some questions in, but if you haven't, like, you know, keep an eye out on our, on the Undead Walking Twitter page, because we do, uh, you know, if, if we have opportunities for you to get involved and ask questions, we're going to put them there. So um, we've been getting good questions and, and things that I'm really excited to get her response on. So, um, so yeah, it's, I, I'm really excited to talk to. So she will be with us on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and we've got a couple of really, really good interviews coming up too. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. So, um, yeah, check out our articles over on UndeadWalking.com. You can also download the Undead Walking app, which is great. It's available on Apple and Android, and you can get all our articles sent directly to your phone. You can even turn on notifications if you want to be one among the first to read our articles. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, and and obviously, you know, subscribe to the podcast because the more you support the podcast the more we can grow and you know if there's people if there's guests you'd like to hear on the podcast hey tag them and say hey you guys should be on the podcast because that helps us too and and um you know we're we're here we're an extension of you so you know we're we're fans just like you are and we want to make sure that we're doing we're, we're bringing you some fun content so um so yeah, just make sure you're, you're giving us a like on, on wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe and all of those things. And then we'll keep bringing you the, we'll keep bringing you these podcasts as long as they keep allowing us to do it because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for having me back because I, I do enjoy being here and I, I look forward to next week when we can talk about more Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about, hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us, hit us up individually. Um, and uh you know give us ideas like we, we've got we've got a, a while before the shows come back in october and we'll be here in october talking about the shows but right now it's kind of a free-for-all so if there's something that a burning question you have or something that you'd like us to address let us know and you might give us the idea for our next podcast so just know we we are listening we're reading the comments and we're reading we're we're listening and we're we're addressing them so you could be next, which sounds really ominous, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> so yeah, I think, uh, I think we're good and just, just make sure 
you know, make sure you give us all those likes and stuff and um, be sure to tune in on Sunday too, because it's going to be a fun interview. Do you have anything else, Adam? Anything that I, I forgot? I feel like I'm forgetting something, but. Nope. I'm still all good over here. Okay. I feel like I, I, ever since the pandemic started, I feel like I'm always forgetting something. So bear with me. It'll probably come about five minutes after I turn this thing off. So. Uh, we can talk about whatever that is next week. As I had a philosophy, <laughs> I had a philosophy professor say, if you can't remember what you were going to say, it was probably going to be a lie. I don't think that was true, but maybe it was. He was a philosophy professor, so he probably knows more than I did. Yeah, you never know. Or I could be lying <laughs> about what I just said. Who knows? Anyway, before we get too deep, I want to thank you for joining us and thank you for making it through however long this podcast was and, and we appreciate you coming along with us for the adventure and uh, until next time we want to thank you for listening we want everyone to stay safe keep washing your hands and watch out for those walkers thanks everybody say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.